what's the key what's the key to scratching is it more the 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 fader hand or or this hand like what's the one you got to lock down first so that's funny so so what i was told is your strong hand should be the record hand okay so top speed that's what he told me but where i was my strong hand was on the fader when i first learned uh-huh because all you were right so basically all cutting is is cutting the sound on and off mm -hmm. and you're just manipulating the record or the sample back and forth so whatever the sound is is going back and forth which is the baby you're just moving it two notes back and forth one two three four one two three four right and then you're just chopping up the sound on and off to make whatever that sound is that you're trying to manipulate mm -hmm. right so all you would see at least for me is you would just see this but you never knew that there was te a technique behind it yeah like certain pattern to it you would try to man you would try to mimic the pattern because you would hear the pattern you're yeah. like all right but then you had to have have the right sample which break records weren't out at the time so they were actually in the records Mm -hmm. At least that's where it was for me. So, like, the record that had the ah was on a UTFO record, and there was a, a, a spot. Roxanne, Roxanne? Where he's like, ah, right? And then I had it for whatever reason, and that's where I had my first ah sound. Okay. But the first time I purchased anything on the Internet, well, the first time I've ever gotten on the Internet was... I quit. I quit. What time is it? We good? I don't know. You tell me. All right. We good. All right. So I quit college to, so that was, um, it wasn't a D1 school and I wanted to go to D1 because I know that's where all the big football players. You trying are. to walk on? I was. <laughs> you I, savage. I, I was. I was. So, and Indiana State had turf and Ball State was like the low grade D1, right? They were still D1 and they played on grass. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to go to Ball State. Yeah. So basically, and this was kind of like, um, I figured, okay, let me go give me this one last shot. So I quit school. I work for my mom. She works on the base. So what I'm doing this is the first time I see a not see a computer, but um, have the internet. Okay. We never had it at the house or anything like that. But I heard my friends talk about it. Yeah. So I'm on my lunch break. I have my own cubicle, own computer, right? This is we're on Fort Bend, right? And so the first thing I I look up is some b-boy stuff, and then I've. I don't even know how I was looking, what I was looking for, but I find like, oh, people are still breaking. And this is like 96, I'm like, oh, wow, people are still breaking. So that kind of like got me excited. But then I looked up Qbert, Mixmaster Mike, and then the Invisible Scratch Pickles. And then that was kind of like, oh, they had their own, they were like first had their own website and so that was kind of like the first so then the first thing that i bought on the internet was needle thrashers from their website uh-huh so 
so that was the first thing and i got it and i was, was like, that is that an album it, it yeah it was a it was a break record okay so i bought that and a rock raider x-men tape i can't remember the name of the tape um but it was just always dj related because i was like all right i don't know what this is well two tapes so so the the it was this weird it so there's one so it was demolition pumpkin squeeze was the name of the tape so cuba always had like weird yeah for sure like it was just like what is this like it was just intriguing but like this is just so i mean it's a testament to the way his mind works yeah. which is why he, he he manipulates sound so well so that was the and then i got the needle thrashers and I'm like, it was just like needle thrashers yeah. needle thrashers one it just sounds cool right so that was the first thing that i buy from the internet and it took a month to get there it took a while <laughs> No two-day yeah. prime shipping, dude. <laughs> Hell no. Prime what? Um, so, yeah, I get that. I get the tape. I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But it was more instrumental stuff. It wasn't the... I think they had a, maybe a couple samples that you can scratch, but it was just more instrumentals. Okay. So I'm like... Oh. Then at that time, there was Battle Breaks or something else that was out. And... I didn't get that till maybe a couple purchases later. Yeah. But um, going with that, then the Vestex came out. So I think that came out like in 97, 98. Okay. So my very first check from that job, well, not my first check, but my first tax check. Uh-huh. So that was like the second job that I had that I actually made good money because okay. all the other money was tips and i was just buying sneakers and gas and food yeah, and yeah pizza yeah. right nothing so then i get the it was 1200 bucks was my first tax return right well that's a good chunk of change man so i go i'm at guitar center so this is at when first guitar center just starts opening up yeah and well, at least it was in indiana and they had the DJ gear there, and then you could go in there and just <laughs> cut it up, right? Yeah. So there was this DJ there that who worked there, and so going back to technique, he was like, "Dude, you sound better with your left than with your right." So with my left, meaning left hand on the record and my strong hand on the fader, uh-huh. right? So that's so, and that's where you do the transforms, which is just four clicks forward four clicks back to the transformer by jazzy jeff um or uh cash money whoever the philly djs okay so basically they they uh god followed that cut so because it was kind of like everything came from new york went to the west mm-hmm. so like how breaking came to the west coast was from Flashdance. Okay. So it was the first scene of Flashdance was the Rocksteady crew breaking in the very first scene coming into the movie credits. Right? They're breaking on the cardboard. Anyway, and she's walking and whatever. And that was the first time that anybody from the West Coast saw B-Boys going to the floor. Because everything was pop-locking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Back, back then, right? For the West Coast. So then that's how, like, kind of, like, styles started shifting to the west coast 
and like how west coast how they dj versus how the midwest how down south every every everywhere they dj different and and really djing was kind of like what you heard and what you saw so if you saw djs djing and then you and if they were any good they were flexing doing whatever that they were doing right and then that's how you would pick it up and you'd be like ooh. and you would if you had equipment or you knew someone that had equipment and then you would just mess around and try to figure it out yeah so, yeah so that was kind of like the hard part about djing is that one you had to see it then you had to pick it up then you had to decipher it then you had to practice it if you had equipment and then it may sound good or may not <laughs> so in between all that time there's a lot of time that goes by so djing always took a certain amount of time and that's not even including training your ears yeah so going back to seeing because i remember watching the tapes and looking at what they were doing and having no clue of any scratch names like there were no name no one was was saying this is the baby scratch this was this this was that uh-huh. you know because everybody was inventing it as it was coming out yeah or copying it right until someone said hey this is what it was or this is what i'm doing mm-hmm. right so you would just basically just have to figure it out on your own and be in the way that i have learned is like all right i need this record because this is what they're using i need that sound because that's what they're using yeah i need that mixer because that's what they're using and that was the first time i saw battle styles on the on meaning that the turntables the tone arm is on the right and that's how the the disc jockeys and would play was and that's with the house style which the tone arms on the right both both sides left side right side but the tone tone arms on the right and you just play the record uh-huh. mix pitch controls on the right then battle style you would turn it tone arms at the top and i really didn't know that until i looked at it and then they were scratching hamster meaning in reverse from the crossfader so in, so instead of the so let's say if you have regular regular version the the crossfaders in the middle and then if you the crossfaders always all the way to the right that means the right channel is yeah. open left left channel is open in the middle they're both open right but hamster is just reverse so what you would have to do which how i learned hamster was i didn't learn how to scratch hamster but i tried it but because i saw it on tv it's like that doesn't look right what are, <laughs> what are they doing right yeah but you would have to cross the turntables opposite. And so the left channel was on the right side and the right channel was on the left. And that would change before there was a hamster switch. So this was before the switch. So then it was like, all right, now it's in reverse. This is weird. But some people, that's just how it made more sense to them. To them. It's like it's like riding a, a snowboard or a skateboard. Yeah, go- goofy, goofy or regular, right? Yeah. Or it's like they, or on the Xbox controllers, there's it's, like... It's not regular. It's... Um, Orthodox? No. <laughs> it's it's called Mongo. Mongo? Yeah. For what? Snowboarding or skateboarding? No, skateboarding. Or just so Mongo. when you... So, no, 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 no. Regular style is... Is... Mongo is... Is goofy. No, Mongo is when you have your right leg 
and you put it to the front mm-hmm. and you kick with your left leg. So, so what you would do is have your lead foot on the board and you would kick with your back foot. Yeah. That would be regular. Uh-huh. For Mongo, you would switch. Damn. So you would put your, your back foot to the front, switch legs, kick, then replace and put back. That's weird. Yeah, that's how I skated. That's that's an extra move. It is an extra. I couldn't do it. I had no control with the left leg. I I can't ride a skateboard to save my life. Yeah. Snowboard, I can snowboard a that little bit. That was one thing I wanted to be. What was that? It was a skater. A skater? Yep. You going to be a little skater boy? I was for a little bit, but I wanted to be a pro skater. The first time that I saw Tony Hawk was on a video. Uh-huh. And, Yeah. I was like, that's it. It looked cool, huh? That was it. Yeah. And but the the, the skateboards were so expensive. <laughs> Everything costs money, oh, goddamn. God Everything costs money. Anyway, so enough of rambling of DJ history. Um, <laughs> I loved it, man. But so how? Just to answer your question, how I got into DJing, it was a combination of sound, songs, and and performances that I saw on TV and in person, um, on video, in movies, and just kind of like, I graduated with the culture of DJing from seeing it from not the very beginning, but in the change of the hip hop DJ coming into- The forefront. Yes. And also I think, in there you could lump in that you that you did feel like you were the oddball the outsider and if you could control the music or the vibe of a party it made you fit in a little bit more or it made you appreciated i think i never connected that way like the way that i do now that way but 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 back then it was all about making the right sound <clears throat> making the mix not crashing mm-hmm. making the scratch sound how you heard it on the radio so it was all about making the right sound for me that's what it was now it's all about trying to connect with the music with the people trying to make them dance trying to create a vibe now the creation is is where I'm at in, in what I'm trying to do yeah that's you have evolved it then sir. I, I hope so <laughs> i hope sometimes i don't think so it's only been 20 years <laughs> god damn no it has and that's in just that and alone like the hot record that was out the first time i played it in club was country grammar Day hot shit play like five times in a row. Well, that's what nah, well, nah. that's what people wanted back then though. no that was you play that record yeah they went bananas yeah that was you for, would want to hear that some multiple times a night for me that's what it what i noticed about playing yeah like i had songs that i liked and then then learning all right you need to have the hits the songs that people were dancing or the songs yeah. that were familiar yep and then in muncie it's everywhere that I'd played would get broken up by gunshots. Oh shit. It was it was it was hood. Right? Like <laughs> <laughs> that was just what every party that I played 
had gunshots in it, the police would come. Damn. The clubs. Well, there was one time that it didn't, but on the other side of the street, of Dill Street. So it was Dill Street was the first club, and how I got that job was my roommate worked at Dill Street, and the owner or worked at the locker room, which the which was the locker room was here, Dill Street was here, so the locker room was kind of like sandbar, but it was very small. And my roommate was a, a server there, so she worked there, and she got me a job in the kitchen, because that was really the third job I got, mm-hmm. was working in the kitchen at Charlie's and Barney's. That's where I learned how to cook on the grill. Oh yeah, yes. So going back to the story, I told you, moving out here, I worked at a catering company and I was washing dishes. Uh huh. So every time I walk through the back of this kitchen. Just put you right back. Dude, I look back and I see all those those plates and the guy just washing dishes. And I feel grateful. And then I kind of see the progression of if mm-hmm. I didn't stop. Yeah. Because there was times that I was washing dishes and you're wet and you're sweaty. And, dude, you're washing dishes. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that's nothing wrong with it. No, it was one of my first jobs was dishwashing. But I, everyone else was out in front. They're serving. I'm not a cook. I'm not touching the food. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking touching the garbage, right? So it was kind of like, all right. It's humbling. It is. And I remember a clip from the dragon where she's like, what do you want to be? A dishwasher? Right? And I keep, keep that in my head. I kept thinking it in my head. I was like, no like all right whatever this djing is going to be it was more um it was just more of a an idea at the time because there was not saying there was no future but it wasn't like how it is now yeah of course it's it wasn't even half as glorified right and at the time you were like if i could just dj that's the best doesn't matter what i was doing and I really didn't see wedding DJing. I didn't wasn't into any business stuff like that. I didn't see that type of DJing. Um, but I just wanted to win championships. Yeah, it totally seems like it's been for the love of the art form in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all that is it was all about like because I, I try to think like, all right, people ask me, you know, I'm not a connoisseur of music like dude (laughs) so the first time i know i'm really out of my level of djing yeah so this is jurassic five comes into town Mm -hmm. speed knows everybody so he knows cup chemist newmark they're like hey boy speed we're in town yeah of course well he's he's the baddest dude right yeah yeah dude so they're on they're on their first tour with fiona apple damn right so we're at the um Marat Temple and he goes hey we're gonna pick up Cut Chemist he's like Speed never drove anywhere he didn't have a car he's like pick me up we're gonna pick up Cut Chemist and you know, I didn't even know who these people were Yeah. right so I'm on my way he's like come get me I'm on my way we pick them up we go to Rock and Billy's that's the record shop they're in there talking this other language like 
they're digging for sounds they got their portables they're talking dj stuff that i've never heard of they're they're producers they're talking you know art artist names record labels names sounds you know they're just talking this stuff that i've never just I have no idea what they're talking about. And yeah. That, that was the first thing of me. I don't know nothing. Yeah. Like the thing right. is, things that I know, I have no clue. Like, oh, there's so much more stuff I need to learn. Or, like, I never read. I never read the labels. I never read the the artists. Like, yeah. or I wouldn't say didn't really read it, but I didn't learn it. Because, like, these guys, they know where... Who produced it? When it was produced? What record label? What studio was produced? What recording equipment it was made? What sounds were made for? They knew all. They were just. That's yeah. how deep it went. Like, yeah. and it went way deeper than that. And they were just on some other shit. And I'm just like, okay. So I'm on the bus with them, and they're just. I'm just fly on the wall, just listening, watching, and just like. I'm here with these guys. Had no idea, but when I heard them perform, and I'm on side stage, you know, I'm on the tour bus, like kind of getting the first glimpse of artists. Hell yeah. Like, this is where it's at. And (laughs) these guys are dope. Like, you know, J5 just came out. It It was the new sound. It's so good. Yeah, so it was just like, ooh. This is, and they had two DJs. Yeah, I didn't know that until yeah. I, I saw them perform live at the Marquee um, like five, six years ago. So, and then Newmark's freaking, he has this Fisher Price toy set. Yeah. With these blocks. Uh huh. And they MIDI mapped the sounds on the blocks. Yeah. So he would turn the blocks over and they would be different sounds and he'd be dip, 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 bad dip, dip. dude when i saw like, them they had the dude had like a big fake turntable or something and he was creating sounds with that and uh the other cat um he was doing something else but it was like these things that they made yes they they they, they engineered these pieces to make music with it and that was when i noticed i wasn't on that level yeah like, there's levels to everything like man. i just wasn't in I wasn't very inquisitive of learning that answer. I always took stuff apart and yeah. figured stuff out, but I wasn't to, to where I'd be like, you know, how does this work? What's this more deep than... Because that's what I noticed when I saw that stuff. Like, I wasn't thinking. I was still in the box. Yeah. Basically. I was still trying to master what I was trying to learn and still trying to master... so today out of all days so i've been trying to progress and like all right i have a good momentum so i'm trying to go back to my strong hand so my left hand finally gets strong as far as cuts wise it's more a finesse thing but i don't have any speed meaning the clicks I can only go so fast. Yeah. But I haven't broken it to where I can go fast, right? So I just go to my right. Because it's already naturally, right? Like, yeah. So now I'm like, all right, I just got to train my right hand on the record. Because I can get the clicks and get the sounds. Now to get them to sound like how I hear everyone else. Because they're like, basically, they're doing triples 
triplets and what is it uh quintuplets or whatever yeah quintuplets quintuplets will be like a five right so they're doing those damn as far as music terms right and dj terms are two clicks three clicks and four clicks right they're they're clicking the fader on and off in that pattern so then it's just a matter of moving the record and getting the sounds in the in the speed of the click so you're doing eight sound and then making it revolve to where it's sounding totally something different because you'll have your clicks but then once it's revolving going front to back back to front front to back back to front right yeah then it's sounding something different right and then you have a speed then when you slow it down it sounds different then you slow it down it sounds different but everybody's cutting like light speed and you're like how do i get there and it's <laughs> it's really just muscle memory right yeah, it really is yeah yeah practice 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 man and that's the hard part because so then i was doing that today and like all right just out of going back to i've been into this how do i get better from where i'm at like is this is this it for me because right now this is the most money i've ever made in djing like, good man like like and i'm like is this it is this is this it like is this the great and i'm like no this is not it like going back to like killing my old self or i don't want to be the old joe because the old joe only got to me or got to this point uh-huh the new joe or whoever that i create gets me to the next level and that's where the vision the third eye and all that stuff so all that extra stuff that i kind of had intuition on and then kind of learning i'm trying to master that stuff now so that's kind of like the the hacks that i need I've, I've learned a lot about myself and stuff that i don't like and not everybody's gonna but what i found out is if you don't like what, what you have one you can change it yeah like it's not permanent besides okay maybe you're five six and i'm never gonna be any taller than that (laughs) if i don't use any enhancements meaning i don't have any lifts i don't you don't break your shins or your femur and add i mean it's always possible i can get a little bit taller right (laughs) dude i saw these little slips and shoes or socks don't do it dude don't do it they have socks with risers i mean i was gonna say don't do it because when girls when you take a girl home and then you find out but bro they got eyelashes they're painting on their eyebrows they got everything they got weaves they got push-up bras they're wearing spanks they got all the accessories bro they're wearing high heels themselves man and what we're, we're supposed to just be like us. yes <laughs> but yes we are yeah <laughs> that's the truth so so but uh, going back to like all right whatever's happened in my life whatever's holding me back whatever that i can't get past i can yeah i just gotta one understand that whatever's holding me back either get around it or let it go yeah because like, a lot of, it's, it's you at, at the end of the day it's you every and, everything is you and if you want so if you don't want your life con- to continue the way it is you have to like you said kill this version of you and create a new one you have to make a change if you want a change like if you want a change to happen in your life you have to 
manifest that within yourself first. So you have to be willing to say goodbye to the old you. So are you? Yes, I am. I'm definitely. So what? What the part where the struggle where I'm at right now? I'm at the part where it's tearing. So the it's stretching, but where the the muscle memory of the old me or what I'm comfortable or what I think this is me like this is who I am or this is what you think you are that attachment that's what I'm like because you don't unless you have a vision of what you're what you're going to be or what you are or what you want to be to me it's like okay if that's not strong enough it you're you're not going to break the bond from the old attachment yeah right so that's where I'm kind of like, all right, I'm doing things to stretch. I'm doing things to break it to where, but there's these couple of other things are just like, it, they're, they're, it's wound up tight. Like, damn. <laughs> so then it's either, am I holding on to it or is it holding on to me? Like, no, my identity, this person that I yeah. thought, even if it is, the lowest form that I thought or the the not the better self of you but this is she's like all right this is the more comfortable self or this is what you've always known mm-hmm like how do you it's tough because you think that's you yeah but it's not yeah because the, you'll still be you when you make the change you'll just be it. well you're <sighs> that's past Right? So you're you right now. Right? So then if you're thinking that you're this person <laughs> or what you did to get reactions or kind of... Because um, I guess your brain is trying to preserve you. Right? So you're always going off of past memories to... Yeah. How do I get out of this situation? How do I get into this situation? How do I save myself? Yeah. Or how do I not feel a certain way? Or how do I avoid this situation? You do certain things. Right? So then, if you're in new situations, you don't know how to get out of it until you go through it. Right? It's like, that's why people have to fail on their own. Like, no matter how much you tell them, dude, they just... you. We have to fail on our own before we truly learn the lesson. Because that's the only... Yeah, exactly. Because that's the only way that it makes sense to us. Like... That they experience it. That, I think that's all the life is, is an experience, right? Yeah. That's what it is. And this has been an experience, brother. Oh, yeah. I think we better call it. Seems like they're wanting to wrap up. Oh, are they done? I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, Cody, what time are you guys out? Two in the morning. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like they were like looking at us. Like, oh, yeah. They were just fucking talking bullshit. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been good. I love, I love how deep you got with the, um, you know, with the DJ, your origins, all that. Like, wish I could tell it better. There's a better way of telling it. And I haven't, I need to either write it out or whatever or some things that i think that are 
stories in there that are significant or maybe they are you do maybe you have to not. write them down man because yeah. you you did you, you do jump around a little bit but that's just that's how the, the mind works anyways man yeah. like even when you know when i recall a story it's 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 shittily done because afterwards i'm like oh i should have put this in here and put it put that in there and and you you jump around but you know yeah. some good storytellers and you're like fuck this person can fucking tell a story yeah, right? yeah there's that's some, not, some that's good not ones. me <laughs> Hey, at least you recognize it. You, huh. see it and you know it. You're not like I'm the best storyteller. And then you continue to just tell like tell like the worst story. Boy. Yeah. Um. So you want to tell a peyote story or what? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So didn't do peyote, but so this is I'm at my boy um, Matt's. Um, I didn't know he was native, right? So I had no idea of natives until really till i move out here even you know even in indiana isn't there like a lot no, of like it, it is but i didn't see a lot gotcha, gotcha. but they were towns mishawaka like a lot of the the, the names, names. And, and like don't they have like mounds like uh like hill hill like pier, almost like pyramids but not like as drastic as the pyramids right. So basically, everything got shipped out of Indiana, as far as how I looked at it, mm -hmm. right? So, like, if anything that was there, it's underground. Gotcha. Right? It's, I didn't see anything this color, right? Now, you see a lot of Mexicans. There's a lot more diversity than when I grew up. Yeah, we're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, the, so, I didn't know his dad was a chief. Yeah. Right. So, Matt. Um, so we're going to a mix master Mike concert in okay. Chicago. Yeah. And his reservation is on the way where his dad lived. Right. And he's like, yeah, he's a chief, and I'm like, he's got eagle heads, and like, he's a chief. Yeah. Right. So he's he's got a nice ranch all you know like a log cabin type deal um all kinds of just artifacts and just like stuff that you would see in a museum right so it's like hey we're gonna go sweat yeah like a sweat lodge yes so what is that is it is it I'll and now i don't tell you part of my ignorance but it's not in a teepee it is a teepee oh, okay okay so teepee fire logs in there yes so so basically it's a sauna uh-huh right and this i guess this is where they're praying okay right seeing spirits or praying so my friend matt he is a drummer so i i remember he would tell stories about going to the sundance and then he would go to North Dakota and they would do the Sundance and it's a big festival, right? Yeah. And I'm very ignorant about culture just cause I don't even know my own culture, right? All I know is the food and some of, some of the people that, some of the family members that I met, but it's always been separated. But anyway, so he's like, you want to sweat? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay right so it's we're in the middle it's probably maybe seven or eight of us and it's probably as round as this table like we're all in the mud fires off to the side but everybody's kneeled down and then 
he's banging on the drums. They're oh, oh, right. They're chanting, right? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's getting hot. Like my lungs are burning. Oh shit! And this is round one was okay. Round two, that's when I was like, "What do you mean round two? Like you step out and then you come back?" Or? No, but like they're going, they're like ask me if I wanted to leave. Yeah. Like no, I was like, I'll stay. Yeah, right? I ain't no I'm, bitch. I didn't want to. I didn't want to um, offend. Like I'm in here. I, I, you know, you asked me. I I came, so I'm gonna experience it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to offend them. Right. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> My face was all the way to the as low as you can get to the mud, bro. Like trying to breathe. Yeah. And I didn't know you're supposed to follow the drum. Like, so. and that's that's your breath. That's your breathing, right? Like Kundalini, yeah. almost like. Yeah. Okay. So that's the idea of it. Besides sweating and seeing the spirits, you know, you're regulating your breath, right? And being in a hot ass temperature. <coughs> so that happens. I don't know if I saw any visions, but it was it was an experience. Yeah. So th- that happens. I'm drained. All right. So we're an hour, probably maybe 45 minutes away from Chicago. So this is, I don't know, yeah, hour and a half away. I'm trying to remember the city. So we get to the place where they have the rave, waiting for Mixmaster Mike. And... <laughs> We're looking for things, right? So, but anyway, <laughs> Matt gets busted. So he gets kicked out for whatever reason. He gets beat up by the police. Oh, what? Yeah. So they kick his ass, right? I'm in there. Don't know where he's at. Don't know what to do. I got things on me. And I'm like, if I leave, what do I do? If I go out, I have, and we didn't really have cell phones at the time to where we can be like, hey, bro, where you at? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. So <laughs> I'm looking around probably like an hour, hour and a half. Like I'm stuck in Chicago. Mr. Master Mike hasn't come out yet. I'm like, do I enjoy the show? What do I do? Where's my boy? Like, I'm just kind of like, and I'm half drained after the sweat like i'm just all into this other in between space yeah right between um exhausted and functioning <laughs> i look i'm I looking out the outside because if you leave you can't come back in right so i'm looking out the door and then all i see is this guy jumping so he sees you yes and so i see him and i'm like all right I go out there. It's like I'm talking to the cop. It's like hey, I need to go out there. My friend's out there. Da 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 da. I go out there. He's like, we gotta go. And that was the. Wait, so he got beat up, but then yeah. he's just standing out there. Yeah. He, so he, they they were going to take him to jail. Uh huh. And but they let him go. So and he's telling me this, and he's just all, he's yeah, he's all jacked up. And yeah, yeah. He's upset and. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell is going on. I'm like, bro, what's going on? And he's just telling me what happened, and he's like, we gotta leave or we're going to jail. <laughs> like, Let's go. I'm going back for seconds. So that was the PG version 
of the sweat and the Mixmaster Mike concert in Chicago. I'll take the PG version. Yeah. I'll take that for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so where I'm at now, I guess, you know, I told you how do I transform into um, what I want to become, right? So I've been doing a lot of brain research because my dad has um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. Right. So I've always thought I wasn't going to die. Like, okay, so I'll tell you the story. What do you mean? Like, so, so the first time I experienced death, right, was 10 years old and I'm at my uncle's funeral. Yeah. So, and my uncle and my dad are twins, right? Okay. So, okay. It's like identical twins? Yes. Okay. So, it's basically I'm looking at my dad in a coffin. Like, and I'm just like, I'm crying, but I don't even know what to, I don't even know how to express what's going on, right? And my cousin, JJ, is just screaming. Like, that's all I hear is just screaming, Mm -hmm. right? And he's, that's all it is. And then I'm looking, and I'm just like, I don't know. I try to block it out. But I think ever since then, like, I kind of let go, like, like I already lost my dad. I don't even know my real mom. Like, mm. I don't have anybody. Yeah. Right. So, it was. I guess it was kind of a big mind shift. Now that I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um. But. So, I guess because he died of a heart attack, and then my cousin died a couple years later of a heart attack. Oh shit! And so it was like all the men in our family were dying, basically. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> that is great. That's a winner. <laughs> Let's get her on the podcast, Ash. <laughs> That's wild, right? <laughs> Love it. That's the handstand. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, so, what was I talking about? Okay. So, one trip moment. Um, so, I always thought I was going to die young. Like, every time I got to 18. like oh. So, like, milestone ages? Yes. But I've always had this heart pain. Uh-huh. Like, ever since. I don't know if this was normal. And I never told anyone about it. Like, my heart would just squeeze. Like, I don't even know if this is normal. But in, I would just stop. Like, it would just go like this. And then I'd just be like, like a contraction, yeah. right? And, it, and I could feel, like, the blood going through the vessels, like, trying oh, to shit, push dude. out, right? How high are you? I'm not at all. I'm a kid. So the first time I've ever experienced, I was like maybe like seven or eight. Oh shit! Yeah. So I've and it probably happened maybe like seven or eight times in my life. 
Like just out of nowhere, I just be okay, right? Just like right. So I've always thought I was after they left or they passed. I always thought I was gonna be the next one. Like that was just my thinking, even yeah. though I never really thought about it. I never dwelled on it, but like in the back of my mind, I was like, "All right, I'm next." Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I've always been like, not fearful, but not like how I should be. Like, I guess I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that, but. So there was one episode We're partying with this girl Right we're partying Going hard Going hard And I just meet this girl And then I'm at her house And then She opens the bible Like random And reads this passage And it gives me numbers Of how old I'm gonna die Right so it gave me two numbers. Uh huh. So it was either like 67 or 77 or some, I don't remember, but it was two numbers. One saying, if I keep doing what I'm doing, this is what it's going to be. Uh huh. And if I don't, this is what it's going to be. Right. And this was a long time ago when, and it was just random. Like, hey, we're partying, and I was talking, and then we got, we're going deep on a conversation, and then she just, opens and wherever she's reading at and this is the message I'm like so I kind of like alright I got my reading or whatever I don't even know what you would call it right kind of like do you believe it or or don't you Mm -hmm. and like I grew up like my parents wanted me to be a priest because everything was fucked up. So I was an altar boy. Uh-huh. I was a boy scout. I'd done all these, had a lot of good foundation. Yeah. Right? And this was all in Germany. Like, I would ride my skateboard down, and my parents would even, sometimes they would come to church or whatever, but I don't know why I went. Like, I don't think I ever I think I just needed I wanted to get out of the house mm-hmm. but um, I didn't really do anything bad or anything like that but it was just this is what happened right and I didn't like being in front of people like like I look different and I've always been on the stage like <laughs> you know I'm holding the book I'm sitting next you know I'm like I'm front and center right same with DJing same with other things that I've done and like I've always been in the front and where it's been really mostly uncomfortable but um, just going back to like alright I have religious ties things but I'm never like um, I never threw it on anybody or I never not saying I didn't believe it but Mm -hmm. I knew there was more than one way like I never thought like this is the all in be all whatever yeah. that 
information that I was getting. Yep. So going back to that and then kind of like seeing, you know, I, I guess just experiencing, um, I never told any, any, nobody knows this. Oh shit. No, nobody knows this, but that one time, right? Like nobody, my parents don't know this. Nobody knows this except for the, either the people that I've experienced it with. I may have told a couple stories, but I've never told that story. Yeah. But um, kind of like kind of like, all right, you're getting signs, you're getting visions, you're getting and I've, I don't even know when I started asking for a vision because I knew like I didn't understand other stuff. And I'd always be asking, you know, you ask for your normal things. Oh, I don't, I don't want to be sick. I want to be this. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, this, this selfish stuff. But I knew asking for vision would, would be the, the most thing that would serve me the most. Right? But I don't even know what that vision is. Like, if it's, yeah, I wouldn't even say if it's a gift or, because I don't. You don't know how to take it, you know, like yeah. a lot of times that's um, like I was just I was reading Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you know, I love the series and I was reading the books and one of the, the Red Priestess, she she can read the flames. But yeah, a lot yeah. of times, you know, it just depends on how you decipher the visions. You you don't you don't. And it's not black and white. It's right. not. No, it, it isn't. <laughs> and and I think you can change. I think. I think I think I, I think, think we need to go join yeah, that. Dude. <laughs> I think you can change at any moment of part of the reality or changing what's happening. So if you're making the decision of, all right, this is where it is. I gotta make a change. Something has to change. Then even if you don't know, but you're knowing, all right, something has to change. The way you're thinking, the way you're acting, the way whatever that there's something different has to happen. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it starts with, all right, because I, I swear I'm sick and tired of being afraid, being ashamed, being like certain things. Like I'm tired of it. Like I'm fucking tired of it. But it's still there. Like, okay, does it stay? Does it, or is it always going to be like, all right, this is how I'm going to be. Am I going to, am I really going to like, accept it like is that what it is i'm not accepting it like oh be who you are accept it right and whatever right or whatever you know everybody goes through their own stuff and their past doesn't determine their reality or their i mean however you want to word where they are now right yeah yeah. i mean it it could shape you for sure Mm -hmm. if you're if you haven't acknowledged and taken responsibility for your the past, right? Yeah, then then yeah, it still ha- is having a big impact on you now. But if you can say, if you can acknowledge it and you can take responsibility that that's who you were then, and you accept all the flaws, but it has come to shape who you are now, and you're a better person for it. Then yeah, but if you if you've yet to reach that point, then yeah, you're still the same motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so when when does it when does it change? Does it is it the when you're saying you're changing, or or do you you can or, say or, it or, all you want, or do you go through it and you don't even know it until you look back? 
Yeah, there's a lot of that because people always look like, like I asked you, when, when, how did you know you want to become a DJ? And it wasn't one thing. Yeah. It was just, it was, you know, three, four, five different things that just popped up at, at different times in your life, but it was always a constant. So you really can't point to one. Like, that's what people look for a lot of times. They look for like that aha moment. And it's beautiful when you hear somebody's story where they have that aha moment. And they might have not even had that. They might just look back and be like, well, I can pinpoint this was the point and then they can dress it up. Not not necessarily dress it up, but make it more of an impact than it actually was. Right. But because they see, they acknowledge that that is the pivotal moment that kind of led to these dominoes falling, then they can just say, well, this was the moment I knew and it may, it brought this feeling over me and blah, blah, blah. But it might not even be the case. Right. Because our memory is just shit in general like memory is just is us trying to remember a memory so it's it's hard yeah yeah and like so what i heard once was um so your body holds memory Uh, there's a crazier theory than that that everything holds memory this stand this cable that bottle of water like there's memories attached to every object right there's that theory too but I, I believe that so then how to get stuff out of the body so that either it's so I guess letting it go or removing it so basically if your cup is full how do you put more stuff in the cup so do you keep filling it till it overflows or do you empty it and then fill it so like, are you just keep fill it so it's overflowing, 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 overflowing? So then it's just all the new stuff, or is it still a combination of still the old stuff with the new stuff? Or you have to just dump the old stuff out and then add the new stuff? <laughs> you got me on that one, man. <laughs> what to do? Yeah, but I I just heard someone say that like you know, trying to do a lot of stuff like the the cup has to be empty or maybe it doesn't have to be empty but if it's full you can't it's full there's nothing else to go i think that that reverts back to the other point we made where it's like you have to kill your previous self if you want your life to change that is for sure you have to accept that you're gonna have to say goodbye to the old you if you want new things so this is where i've been this is the constant of my research that I've found that people keep repeating, right? You hear great athletes, they visualize the shot, mm-hmm. right? They see it. Musicians, they see stuff in color. They see the sound. They see whatever, right? So I'm hearing visualization. Visualization is one of the elements and the and the other elements is feeling so then they say okay your mind can't determine reality or not like all right is this like you could trick your brain basically right mm-hmm. if you're if you're visioning something that it's vivid your body's not gonna know until you decipher it if whatever it is like you know if you have a dream it's so you can be scared. You woke up scared, right? So, so I'm like, okay, 
vision is one of the key elements. This is the the repetitive thing that I've found out over maybe three or four years mm-hmm. of really, okay, my dad had Alzheimer's or has Alzheimer's. I don't want to have that. Is it genetic? Is it not? What do I do to, I don't want to die early. Or now that I look at like, okay, I could, there's other things I don't have to accept what used to be or what's, what's, I guess, uh, what was said in the past. Like, okay, like you said, you can be taller, you can be this, you can change anything, like technology, you know, you know, know more stuff about your body, all this, all this kinds of stuff you can hack, all this, all these things. So I'm like, all right, I got to eat these foods. I got to eat all this. Like, all right, how I need to get my brain stronger so that it's not going to deteriorate to where, okay, if it is something, but I believe, okay, you can fix it. Your body heals itself, you know, at to certain levels, right? Mm-hmm. It will always, yeah. if you give it enough time, it will repair. Yeah. Right? I be- I Unless believe- it's too severe, but yeah, yeah, for the most part. I, I, b- I believe it, right? Yeah. And it probably would do other things if we had if it had more time to repair and i just think we're not in the right conditions for all the cells dying rebuilding cells dying rebuilding cells dying mm-hmm. rebuilding right so now we just have enough time or enough things to assist in whatever needs to be rebuilt yeah um but going back into the brain like all right you have the subconscious the the conscious and then all right are you letting your subconscious do the driving or is your conscious doing the driving or is your third eye how do you use that to drive like where are you where are you living at am i living in the past of my conscious or or my subconscious is living in the past or am i my living in my muscle memory of old things yeah. or I don't know. That's fucking tough. And there's the argument that there is no free will that like you're not making your own decisions. You, your, your decisions no. are based off of your, like the, the color of your skin, your upbringing, like no. the, you can't make a decision for yourself like there is that argument there there is this is what i i think the free will part it is like we you decide everything right that's how i feel right but and you decide that it's this you decide that it's that you decide that i believe it you decide that i don't believe it you decide that i want to sit down you decide that i want to get up you decide it all like am i gonna let this person affect me in whatever way that is it's either going to be yes or no Mm -hmm. and then am i going to let this situation affect me yes or no is this going to be yes or no yes or no yes or no yeah you got to jump but that's the thing that i think that's where where they say it's like like your history or like your genetic makeup will kind of predetermine like like 
are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? But if you're a, a non-starter or a person that doesn't like um, confrontation, you might not make that jump because that's just who genetically that's who you are. To to a to a degree. So let's say, so if you are that, or that's just how things were shaped, because genes change, right? You can genes can change um well with crispr now they can but what's CRISPR? generally no crispr is this technology that uses um bacteria to actually create the, the main thing that everybody's worried about is that they're going to create designer babies right you can have a kid that's 6'4 240 pounds blonde hair blue eyes like you you can put all you can edit they already that. do that well that's what i'm saying but it's not even crispr what do you mean it's uh, in that, vitrio. That, that person's got good eyes, bad skin, tall person, short person. I'm going to mate with them. Right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have no, but it's still a chance, though, unless their genes are dominant. This one, you can literally start well, checking no, out yeah. boxes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you definitely I know what you're can, getting at. You definitely can Petri dish something and make it. That's, But that's the the free will part of it. You can You can make it. <laughs> there's everything there's there's everything that's everything's already been created everything right so if everything's already been created even the stuff that 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 we haven't seen but it's created off of something that has been created so we're adding on to it or whatever so it's nothing new it just whatever if you just new application is what you're getting at. Yeah, or if it's evolving, if you mm. think of evolution or whatever, that is just piecing. I mean, it's so hard to think. Okay, what's a fucking billion years? Oh my how, god, how, how you do, can't. How do you even think about what's a billion years? That's a thousand million. Like, really? Like a thousand million. So everything was frozen forever. Like, <laughs> and, and then what happened? Like, whatever. I don't know, but it's. I'm, I don't even try to even think of stuff like that. Just hurts my brain. <laughs> like I know I'm. I don't. No, because even people that like acknowledge it, it's still it's still such a big number that you, you, you we we still can't comprehend it. Like you can't. It, it's it, you can say oh yeah it's a big ass number it's a thousand million but think about how much a million is and then it's a thousand of those. <laughs> it's it's just insane. It's, it's a long time. Yeah, it's a very long time, <coughs> but I don't know. I don't know either. So I can learn how to Rubik's cube. There's a there's instructions, right? Oh, for sure, and man. Okay. If I can do it, any fucking dumbass can do it. I remember I didn't know how to do the Rubik's cube, and I would take the stickers off. <laughs> no, um, once it, it clicks, it, it it just clicks which, in, in that algorithm. The the one it's 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 basic. So it's the pattern, right? So yeah. then it's. I should have brought it. No, <laughs> I want to be frustrated, but I'm glad that because when I saw I saw it today, you doing it and I'm like this mother. Damn. <laughs> and I have a friend. His son is like one of those. Ah, uh, yeah. Two seconds type. Kids, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. And I've always wanted to be like that. Like that's a difference. See, that's that's an algorithm. Like generally you can get it. I think it, it's it's got it's God's algorithm. I think it's what it's called. But it's like the shortest amount of moves that you can solve a Rubik's Cube. And I think it's 16. The way I do it, the average move is like 
220, I think, like that. 220, like, wrists. Because it, it's, it's the basic method. It's, hey, get this, and then once you get this, get that. And then that allows you to get to the next stage, the next, next stage, stage, the next the stage. Steps. Yeah, yeah. Aha. Versus just get the algorithm down. Because I can do the planking all day. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> I got to hit the head, man. Let's wrap this baby up. Right, uh, how can people follow you? Man. Um... Walk right beside me. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your no, what's your handle? I, I know at DJ Area Four is everything on everything. Yeah, pretty much on every your Pornhub username DJ Area Four. No. You go hard. You even go with the fake name. No, <laughs> no, no. DJ, it's Area Sixty Nine. Hey, hey. Um, uh, you uh, <laughs> segue to you teach kids. <laughs> no. Uh, your your school Arizona DJ school based in Scottsdale, right? It is. Yes. Awesome. So um, people can uh, reach out to you. How to sign up for that? Um, so you can go on Instagram, uh, send a message, or go on Facebook to the Facebook page, send a message. Um, you can ask someone that knows me, get my number, text me. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that's how it happens. Or if you Google, there's a phone number, there's an email. <laughs> I, I've always like. DJing in a DJ school, like it's odd to me because there's always techniques and principles of DJing, but it's like there's there shouldn't be homework. There, sh- there shouldn't <laughs> there, sh- there shouldn't be you know you're gonna learn what you're gonna learn. So you can have someone show you how to to mm-hmm. do. I wouldn't say do DJing, but um, learn the basics, right? Like how, how to how to manipulate sound, but it's still on them with, with, with techniques. It is so it's like you know you gotta practice, you gotta get inspired, you gotta have whatever is driving you to pursue it, and that's in, just in anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I what I do know is if you have success earlier, and it's not as frustrating or you don't have as many roadblocks or you get more aha moments earlier in the process and you get success there's a better chance of you following through yeah so i, I get you, I, I get you djing and two yeah, hours you start hitting those markers a lot sooner than if you didn't because because that's that's just like in anything once you get a little confidence oh i can do it Ooh. I got confidence. Now it's, I got to do this next. Oh, I got some confidence. <laughs> next. Uh, who's that? I don't know, but I just noticed I'm like breathing pretty heavy into the mic. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> nobody got too bothered from that. All right, guys. Oh, thanks for tuning in. This has been don't, this one time. Don't, don't publish this one time. <laughs> this was, uh, I loved it, man. I love the deep dive and we'll, we'll, we'll be back on and we'll tell some more drug stories. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Area 4, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Catch them spinning all around the valley. Yeah, if you want if you want to catch me spinning, I'll be at Sandbar um, Monday through Friday at Desiridge, Chandler, or Gilbert. There's one near you. No excuses, you heathens. Heathens. All right. <laughs> all right. Say your goodnight prayers. We'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>